You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again, welcome in to Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. Today is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. This episode is being put together a little bit later in the day, so it might be a little rushed in some areas, and we're actually going to be pretty in short and sweet today because today is usually our Twitter Tuesday episode. However, we didn't get any Twitter questions, so that's an unfortunate bummer for me. It just means I won't be able to answer any of the questions that you have, but don't worry. I'm going to throw out a couple of ideas and some questions that we'll kind of discuss as the podcast moves on. We also have some news and notes to just catch up on regarding the Senior Bowl. I've got some thoughts about that, and I do want to take a look at everything else that happened around the Big Ten and maybe even the country because we did not get a chance to cover some of those storylines that I was paying attention to in the Monday episode because there was a lot of reaction to the Penn State loss to Nebraska. We are turning the page, though. We are moving forward. Penn State will be taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes this weekend. Game time is set for 3.30 p.m. Eastern, and the game will be carried on Big Ten Network. So set your programming guide, your DVR now, so you are ready to go, because who knows if you're actually going to want to watch this weekend. But I do have a couple thoughts on that. Uh, we are going to be talking to Andrew Wade on Thursday for our crossover episode, so make sure you come back for that. Uh, great host over on Locked on Hawkeyes. We've done the crossover with him before and looking forward to sharing that with you guys as well. We recorded it on Tuesday. So some good information as far as the Iowa Hawkeyes are concerned coming up your way on Thursday's episode. But without any further ado, let's get the Tuesday episode underway. So we're right here in the middle of November and the invites for the Senior Bowl are going out. And if you don't follow any college football accounts on Twitter, then you're probably completely missing all of the invitations that have been accepted over the course of the past few days. And of course, a handful of Penn State players have been invited and will be going to the Senior Bowl this offseason, whenever that actually is going to be. Uh, of course, the three that we know of as of right now, uh, center Michael Mennett, uh, Tariq Castro-Fields, and Shaka Tony are all going to the Senior Bowl, which is awesome because this year in particular is just so very weird. And as far as your NFL draft future, I don't know how many opportunities you're going to have to showcase what you can do in a workout or a practice routine or an interview process. There is so much going on with this pandemic and you're not going to have some of those same opportunities that you typically would in a normal off-season mode, getting prepared for the NFL draft, going through the NFL draft circuit uh, with the, the combine and the interview processes there. The Senior Bowl is pretty much the first major step towards a college football player transitioning to being an NFL player. Because the Senior Bowl is going to be the highest rated or the most scrutinized all-star event in the offseason, if you will, of all the seniors that are going to be among the top NFL draft candidates as far as the seniors are concerned. Remember, juniors cannot play in the Senior Bowl. Uh, it's there written in the, in the language of the actual name of the bowl game. Uh, so anybody who's leaving school early... I believe the exception is if you have played four years, uh, you know, if you're a redshirt junior, I think that qualifies you as well for the senior bowl. I could be mistaken on that. I know, you know there might be slightly different rules for say the shrine bowl or uh, what's the other way. I can't remember the NFL PA bowl, uh, what it, you know, 
different all-star games may have different sets of rules, but basically if you're a senior, you're eligible. And the senior bowl generally is the group of seniors that are the highest caliber of college football players. Each of the, uh, the all-star games, they will get a number of senior players, but the, the senior bowl has the best collection. I would say it doesn't mean that the shrine bowl doesn't have players. You should, should not be paying attention to, but the senior bowl, is the prime rib of college football all-star games because it is, uh, first of all, it's last in the all-star schedule, I believe, usually. Uh, And of course, every NFL team is going to be represented at this bowl game. Uh, You get Showtime on NFL Network. I forget if ESPN covers any of the uh, the Senior Bowl festivities as well, but you know, NFL Network is streaming the Senior Bowl practices. And this is where coaches that are out of the NFL playoffs and preparing for the NFL future, general managers, uh, assistant coaches, the, the, the senior bowl is where you want to be. So to have at least three Penn State players going and getting the opportunity to play in the senior bowl, that's really good news for those three players uh, in particular. Because this season on the football field has not exactly gone well. Uh, a lot of the uh, the film that you would probably rely on from a typical season hasn't necessarily been there for any of these three players. Obviously, there have been a couple highlights here and there, and you'll certainly sprinkle them into your highlight reel. But getting a chance to move on from wherever this season is going and getting acclimated, getting coached by NFL coaches for a full week leading up to the Senior Bowl, uh, which is going to be coached. I don't know which NFL teams are going to be coaching that just yet. I guess that's going to be determined at the end of the NFL season when we find out exactly which teams officially suck, (laughs) Uh, I think that'll be very good for these players in particular because it is a big step towards going on to the NFL. And I don't know exactly what the NFL draft stock is for any of these three players as of now, but I would imagine that a good performance at the Senior Bowl, following that up with a good showing at the NFL Scouting Combine, that can do wonders for anyone who's looking to go in the NFL draft. And these are probably players that are going to be drafted anyway. But if you can boost your stock a little bit, a pick here, a pick there, maybe even a full round, then you're talking about some di- different pay grades <laughs> that you'll be getting on that rookie contract uh, with the with uh, whatever NFL team uh, picks you up. So kudos to these three players that will be going on to the NFL, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Senior Bowl. Uh, of course, there could be more to follow. I would imagine there, there would be at some point in time, but... Uh, we'll just keep an eye out to see which other Penn State players may be going off to the Senior Bowl. And, of course, we'll see who's going to be going to the Shrine Bowl and the NFL PA Bowl or you know whatever bowl. Uh, so I don't know exactly what the bowl situation is going to be for Penn State, but at least a couple players are going to be going to some sort of a bowl game this offseason. So we're getting ready for Penn State and Iowa this upcoming weekend, and now's probably a good time to make sure you are fully prepared to just sit on the couch and chill out. And if you're looking to chill, the best way to do that is with the ultimate refreshment that is made to chill, and that, of course, is Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered. It's cold filtered. It's even cold packaged. Again, it is literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. But I will tell you this, now is a good time to make sure you are fully stocked and prepared for the upcoming weekend with a fridge full of Coors Light. All you have to do is get out your phone, get out your tablet, load it up on your laptop, go to get.coorslight.com so you can find out how you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Whatever you're doing this weekend, make sure you celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. 
So we know this. Penn State is going into this upcoming weekend's game against Iowa with a record of 0-4. And I don't need to tell you, it has not been pretty. Uh, This season is certainly not going as anybody realistically could have anticipated, even in a worst-case scenario. And I'll refer you back to the episode that we did where we took a look at what I thought was the worst-case scenario. And I will say, I believe my worst-case scenario at this point was actually 1-3. The, the one game that I really missed on in the worst case scenario was the Maryland game because I could see a way that Penn State could lose to Indiana. I anticipated that they would lose to Ohio State, and I've always said that a road trip to Nebraska was nothing to take lightly. So here we are, Penn State's 0-4, midway through the season. And I think you can give some pretty harsh grades for this program and where they stand in a number of areas. Running the football throwing the football, turnovers, ball protection, uh, defense, coaching, whatever the case may be, this has not been a good first half of the season for Penn State. Technically, it's not quite half a season because there is nine games in the regular season with the Big Ten Champions Week. But for all intents and purposes, we'll just focus on an eight-game schedule because we don't know what's going to happen with that ninth game. But we do know that Penn State is in a pretty tough situation because even though every team this year is qualified for a bowl game or eligible for a bowl game according to the NCAA uh, guidelines for this season in particular if you look at the bowl projections that are being thrown out there by some different people that do these bowl projections on a weekly basis you're not probably not going to find Penn State's name anywhere I looked at two in particular because I don't really get too carried away with bowl projections. I don't really care about bowl projections, but I will say I will take a keen interest every now and then just to see what some reporters out there are are thinking. Reporters I I respect and and trust with a number of uh, stories. Uh, Two of them in particular that I like to check out with their bowl projections are Stuart Mandel from The Athletic and Brett McMurphy from Stadium.com. And I looked at each of their latest bowl projections for the 2020 bowl season and Penn State's name is not listed there. Now, I don't know if that just means that they really think that Penn State's going in the tank and there's no bowl game that's going to welcome Penn State or if it's kind of a a combination of the fact that a handful of bowl games have already been canceled, a couple of them with Big Ten ties. So that eliminates a, a possible landing spot for a Penn State team even with a losing record. Now, I do think that if you finish with a losing record, the chances you were going to go to a ball game were probably going to be slim this year. Although, who knows? And I don't even know if we will see more bowl cancellations. I, I'm going to be very curious to see how this bowl season plays out. But if you are looking towards the bowl season and you're anticipating that you're going to be able to watch bowl games this year, where's Penn State going to be? That's why this weekend's game in particular against the Iowa Hawkeyes is very key because if you are setting your sights now on going to a bowl game at the end of the year, uh, honestly, that's probably the biggest goal you can have right now because Penn State's not going to win the Big Ten Championship, not going to go to the college football playoff, and those were the two big goals that Penn State had coming into the season. Those are completely gone. No shot at a Big Ten title. No shot at a division crown. Uh, This is a season now where you have to find new ways to motivate your expectations or motivate your team towards going for a new expectation. So what is the goal now for Penn State? Four and four, I think is a good starting point. Although the way things have been going, there's going to have to be a lot of improvement just to get to that. And then we'll see what happens in that championship weekend for the big 10 with the schedule, with the crossover matchups and pairings and 
I, I don't know how that's all going to play out. It could be Penn State, Minnesota. It could be Penn State, Illinois. It could be Penn State, Purdue. <laughs> I, I don't know. But um, that's one of those things where we'll just have to wait and see exactly what happens with that ninth week and whenever the Big Ten figures out exactly what's going on there. But what where... Where do you find a way to motivate the team now moving forward? Because you're own for, you, like you said, all the big goals have been completely eliminated from Penn State. So now that's the big challenge, I think, for James Franklin and his coaching staff. Now, I, I do believe that James Franklin has a knack for going with that one and no mentality. And I do think that it works for this team. Obviously, it hasn't worked out as far as the wins are concerned. But typically, over the course of James Franklin's time at as head coach of Penn State, the one and no mentality actually has been embraced and has proven to be uh, something that you can work with. And this is a very important time to keep that in mind because no matter what has happened over the past four weeks, all you can do now is look forward to what are you going to do against Iowa? And there are a number of things that need to improve. We get that. But what do you do to get from zero and four to one and four? Because it's a whole lot better being one and four than zero and five, right? So, that's going to be a big key to keep in mind moving forward. How does James Franklin get this team up now that some of those big goals are completely out of the reach? But the fact that you're not even being projected to be in a bowl game, I think that is something worth fighting for. I do think that there is, a, you know, if you're going to be going to a bowl game, I, I think the opportunity to go to a bowl game should absolutely be something worth pursuing. And if that doesn't get you fired up, I get it. But I think that that will speak a little bit of a, what the case of this program is right now. So this is kind of a gut check time for Penn State. And I say that um, not trying to put too much pressure on anybody, but I really do feel as though if you're going to find out exactly if you're capable of getting to that next level, it begins right now. Now, obviously, you got nowhere to go but up. So let's see what Penn State does this weekend against the Iowa Hawkeyes. We all probably have some moments during the course of our lives where we just feel like we're hitting a wall and it's nearly impossible to break through it. But if you are looking for something that will help you break through that wall, no matter what you're doing, then check out Bilko. Bilko is the energy gel, comes in a small little one and a half ounce package, comes in three different flavors, including peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And it really does give you that little boost that you need to get to that next level, break through that wall. I'm on my feet all day at my day job, and sometimes it can be pretty tiring doing what I'm doing. And I know that some of my coworkers, they start to lag a little bit, especially in the second half of the day after lunchtime. It's just kind of going through the motions to get through the last couple of hours. Not me. I have a built go during my snack time or my lunch time, and it really does help me feel energized and ready to go. And there's a reason why everybody is wondering how I have so much energy in the second half of the day. And I swear it's the built go. It gives me that extra boost that I need to get through my day. And I want you to get through your day too. I want you to break through your walls too. So visit builtgo.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. From the people that brought you Built Bar, let's go. I want to close out today's episode by kind of taking a step back from Penn State and looking at the bigger picture of the world of college football and, of course, in the Big Ten. Now, this past weekend, the college football schedule was thrown a lot of loops. 
or thrown through a lot of loops because there were a lot of cancellations. Uh, the SEC lost, what, four or five games. Uh, there's another one coming up this weekend that's already been canceled. I think we've already had eight games for this upcoming weekend that have officially been canceled, postponed, rescheduled, whatever the case may be. But eight games that were on the schedule are no longer on the schedule. And we're coming off a week where, what, 15-something games, if not more, were completely wiped off the books for this past weekend, including games like Alabama and LSU and Ohio State and Maryland uh, right here in the Big Ten, while Wisconsin got back on the field against Michigan and looked very good in doing so. We'll get back to that in a second. But this is a, an ongoing situation, right? And we've been talking about this all season long. Now, Penn State has not had a game affected by a COVID-19 situation just yet, at least. Uh, I think the odds are pretty inevitable that it's very likely it could happen at some point along the line in these next four to five weeks because this is happening in every conference. Every conference. The Pac-12 just started playing football two weeks ago, and they've had a handful of games canceled uh, because of COVID-19 outbreaks and situations and contact tracing. And I will say, it's always good to take all the precautions you absolutely need in order to make sure that this disease is not spreading. And that's the whole point of contact tracing and uh, all the testing that is available to these schools in the Big Ten and the Pac-12, the SEC. I know every conference is doing things a little bit differently, but the bottom line is everybody is on the same page that uh, you need to make sure you are up to speed on your testing, your protocols. And of course, if you need to make cancellations and make adjustments to your schedule, Make sure you do it because it is far more important to make sure everybody is safe than playing a football game where people may or may not even be in the stands. So I get it. It's frustrating. We're halfway through the Big Ten season. Obviously, some other conferences are a little bit more than halfway, but we're basically at a midway point for a lot of college football right now because there's still so much to be played, still so much to be decided. I know awards have already started pushing back their release dates including the Heisman Trophy, which is going to be rewarded after New Year's, and it's going to be done virtually. You're not even going to be in New York for the the, the Heisman Trophy this year. So this it's a weird year in all aspects. But I do think that the number of college football games that are played, it's somewhat encouraging that they're able to get this product on the field as much as they have at this point. But I'm not going to use that as a way to just gloss over the reality of the situation. All right, we're in a very desperate time right now where we need to make better decisions about what we're doing with our lives right now. And I'm not going to go off on this rant here, but the bottom line is this disease is not going anywhere. You see the numbers, you see the trends, we're spiking back up, right? And we have already shut down a number of sports earlier in the year. We're at risk of potentially doing that once again. And I know the Ivy League has already canceled a bunch of their winter sports Could that be the first domino to fall for the next round of sports schedules? I don't know, but this is not a good situation to be in. So yes, while we are getting a chance to watch college football on TV, maybe even in the stands, depending on where you are, it's it's not a time to take the foot off the gas pedal in terms of trying to beat this thing into a pulp. And I get that you know, some people feel as though they don't need to wear a mask. Some people are adamant you should wear a mask. I think you should. I'm just putting it out there. I'm um, wearing a mask as much as I can. Hopefully you are doing the same. But if we want to be able to get into a Penn State football game next year with fans in the stands in Beaver Stadium, the work begins right now. 
So it's good that college football is able to put a product out there. I'm glad that there has been some flexibility as far as scheduling is concerned. I'm glad nothing too drastic has happened as far as the world of college football is concerned, at least yet. And hopefully that remains the case. As for the Big Ten, it's still Ohio State and everybody else, but who is everybody else? To me, Wisconsin has to be at the top of the list. I know they've only played two games, but they have looked darn impressive in those two games. The opener against Illinois was uh, a a decisive victory for the Badgers. And then this past weekend, on the road against Michigan, I actually picked Michigan. I did not do so well with my Big Ten picks, by the way, just so we're on record with that. I fully admit that my Big Ten picks stunk last week. But I thought that Michigan was going to play a better game against Wisconsin, who was coming off of a two-week break. Uh, Wisconsin looked like they didn't skip a beat. (laughs) Wisconsin just came out there in Ann Arbor, in the big house, with no fans there in Michigan Stadium, and just walloped Michigan. So now, all of a sudden, all these questions we have about Penn State right now, it feels like Michigan is telling a very similar story. The only difference is they have one win on their schedule, uh, or one win on their record, uh, which was their opener against Minnesota. They have not looked very good since that game. So... I don't know what to make of Michigan. And I know Penn State's going to be playing at Michigan next weekend. So, we're, or, I'm sorry, not this, not next weekend, but the weekend after this upcoming weekend. Two Saturdays from now, Penn State's going to be in Michigan. So, that's going to be a big game. And I don't know if anybody would have anticipated the possibility that Penn State and Michigan would be playing in late November with one combined win. I, I think there will be more by the time that that game comes around. But the fact that we are in this situation right now where Penn State is struggling, Michigan is struggling, it's going to be a battle of wills next weekend against uh, the Wolverines and the Nittany Lions. But we'll see what happens this weekend first. I do think that Wisconsin's in a really good spot. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Northwestern right now. I don't know if they have enough to go head-to-head with Wisconsin. But Northwestern is going to be prickly. Northwestern is going to be a challenge for any team that's on their schedule. Fortunately for Penn State, Northwestern is not on the schedule this year. They were originally, I think, in the revised, the first revised schedule. Uh, but that's no longer going to be the case this year for Penn State. So uh, what do you think about the Big Ten? Who, who are the teams that you're most impressed with? Obviously, Indiana. Indiana is worth noting because, first of all, they're 4-0. They've got wins against Penn State and Michigan. Now they're going out to play Ohio State this weekend. It's going to be a big challenge for Indiana. I don't think they have enough in them to pull off the major upset. But I don't think they get embarrassed. I don't think they get blown away by Ohio State. I think this Indiana team's playing with some confidence. I don't know if they have nearly enough talent and skill to keep the paces with Ohio State. But, man, if Indiana can make some things interesting, I'll be here for it. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of on the Indiana bandwagon right now because, honestly, what else do we have to root for right now (laughs) as far as Penn State's concerned? It's been a rough year. That's why we're going to go back to adopting some teams, I think. There's always Auburn that's still out there, although they've kind of been up and down as well. But, hey, let me know what you think about the Big Ten. What do you think about the world of college football right now? Who are the teams to beat in your mind? I think Notre Dame has certainly impressed me on a week-by-week basis. Uh, I think Notre Dame's going to be in the playoff. But we can talk about that a little bit more somewhere down the line when we get a little bit closer to actually discussing the college football playoff. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Making sure you are subscribed on all your favorite podcasting apps. So whatever you're using to listen to us right now, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating, leave a review. Let us know what you think about the show. And then don't forget to reach out to us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And until next time, everybody, have a great day. We will talk to you again tomorrow.